Hey everybody, we are privileged to have with us today hometown kid from Chicago, Illinois, playing in a tournament not too far from where he grew up. He's at the Nielsen Pro Tennis Championships in Winnetka, Illinois. He's the record holder at the University of Michigan for most combined career singles and doubles wins. Welcome to the pod, Evan King. No, I appreciate it, Dave. Like, thanks for having me out here. So, just got the big W tonight in, uh, in the dubs. It's, uh, we'll timestamp this for the listeners. I'm not sure exactly when I'm going to release this, but it's Wednesday night. Just beat the top seeds. Yeah. Always fun uh, playing in your hometown and, and always fun winning. Yeah, I mean, not just that. I just played with my college teammate, which is awesome. So, me and Jason played two years at Michigan, so that was a great vibe, great energy out there. So, I'm pumped we got the win today. A lot of good memories, I'm sure. So, as far as... Um, background i understand your father went to the university of michigan as well mm -hmm. uh, he teaches professional tennis is it mm -hmm. safe to assume that he got you started in the sport yeah 100 percent. i mean he's the one that put the racket in my hand originally just growing up i was like a little kid watching my brother and him just like hit some balls around and i was just like the little toddler just like kind of like running around grabbing a racket and eventually it just like really stuck with me and taking me here i guess today so let me ask you this if you're if you're in uh back home you don't have anyone to hit with do you still go on the court with them you still drill you a little bit i haven't in a really long time <laughs> but i also haven't been home since november but um i would for sure i'd head over to glenbrook and, and hit some balls for sure fair enough um let's talk a little bit about your junior career because it was um phenomenal <laughs> um kalamazoo you won doubles came in third and 16s you claim the 18 and under singles title at the 2009 easter ball among many other highlights um Fantastic. Um, Obviously, with those results, schools are going to be calling. You're, you were a blue-chip recruit. Talk a little bit about recruiting um, mm -hmm. and how you ended up going to the University of Michigan. Um, well, I think, first of all, a little bit before then, I made like a, a pretty big decision to try to grow my tennis. Like I was at Walter Payton College Prep for my freshman and sophomore year, and then I moved to Florida for an academy at USA National Training Center for junior and senior year. And it gave me the flexibility, really, to travel and play a lot of more tournaments and get exposure and I was also able to play the Junior Grand Slams which is a big dream of mine that I wouldn't have been able to do had I stayed in traditional schooling just because I literally could not miss the class time to do so. Right. But yeah, I think around my junior year and early in my senior year, like I had a decent amount of coaches watching me. My last three schools were Illinois, Ohio State, and Michigan. And... Like, one of my really good friends growing up, Dennis Novolo, ended up going to Illinois, so that was a huge draw to them, and I really liked Brad Dancer, and, and he was awesome, and I took a visit there first, and and they were already, well, already an amazing team. Ohio State had won, like, five or six Big Ten titles in a row, so they were already, like, on this, like, this, this pinnacle or this, like, massive level, and then Michigan was kind of the third team in the Big Ten. For whatever reason, I wanted to go to Big Ten school. Just, it was comfortable for me. It was something I knew. And then I, I really bought into the idea of trying to get them to get over a hump. Like, they hadn't won a Big Ten title in an extremely long amount of time. And I really liked the balance between our head coach and the assistant coach at the time, Bruce Burke and Sean Mamie. I thought they really complemented each other well. I got along with the team really well. So, and, I mean, academically, like, Michigan is Michigan, so that's a great opportunity in itself. So I ended up choosing Michigan. We didn't win a Big Ten title and didn't get over the hump, but, like, I really bought into, like, trying to push them to get over. So that's and pretty cool. I'll just say quite a successful career. Mm -hmm. I guess it worked out pretty damn well. Mm -hmm. uh, Three-time ITA All-American, two-time Big Ten Athlete of the Year, ITA Midwest Regional Senior of the Year, Midwest Region Senior of the Year, um, we kind of talked about it a little bit, but overall experience, fantastic. Amazing. Amazing. Um, like, the college tennis, I would not trade that for anything. 
like I was a good enough junior where maybe I could have considered going pro out of high school but I wasn't mature enough physically or mentally to literally lose every single week because out here if you have a great year you probably win two titles or three titles so that means 20 times a year you lose when you're in college you're playing maybe like Friday, Sunday and then you prepare you go Friday, Sunday and prepare and it's like and you grow and you have the fall season to really hit the gym because a lot of people aren't exposed to like strength and conditioning when they're in high school because it's, it's more of like a relaxed environment. So you can grow physically, you can grow mentally. You're part of a team and tennis is not a team sport. Nope. And playing for something that is more than yourself is awesome. Whether it's your school, like the, the block M on your chest or it's like the six guys around you on the court or something special about that. And then yeah, like, the, like a good chunk of my better college memories or my better tennis memories are from college. Like, played against Illinois, played against my buddy in, like, a match that was three-all, and we were the decider. I'm just thinking of all the practice that we played growing up, and it's, like, it's a cool thing, so... It's hard to match that at this level. Totally. At the professional level. Sorry, I need to specify that. No, because, yeah, like, even little things, like, when you're practicing as a professional, if you practice with another pro, they don't really care about you getting better right. or whatever like that, but if you're in college and you're practicing, then... If I get better, the team gets better. If the guy I'm practicing better, the team gets better. Yep. If I'm practicing with Jason Jung, who's one of my best friends, if Jay gets better, he's gonna beat me. This <laughs> is like I'm happy for him, but like that, like affects me negatively. Right. So it's it's a different dynamic, and it's it's interesting. So, Absolutely. Well, yeah. well, thank you for sharing those experiences, I and I, I I can see that you're pro uh, college tennis for sure. Totally. So going on to your professional career, you're around 295 in singles. You're around 125 in doubles. Mm-hmm. You just recently won a doubles title a couple weeks ago in Uzbekistan. Got to a final in dubs in Jerusalem. You've won one earlier in uh, Mexico. You're a world traveler. Yeah. You like that part of the business? Yeah, here? that's that's literally one of the biggest draws about being a professional tennis player. Like, one, we make our schedule, and it's such an international sport. Like, I mean, I'm 27 years old from Chicago. I have no business being in Uzbekistan, like, ever. <laughs> and tennis is an awesome excuse to see a part of the world that, one, growing up I didn't even know existed, and two, like, I get, like, exposure to. So, yeah, like, this year I've been to Korea all around North America, Canada, Mexico, Jerusalem, England, Italy. Racking up like, the miles. Getting Racking up the miles. Of miles, which is cool. <laughs> but no, like I really, I try not to take for granted the fact that I can travel and then, I mean, I get paid to travel. Like, yeah, when I'm done with tennis, I can't just like pop a week in Kazakhstan, pop right. a week in Uzbekistan, pop two weeks in Korea, like that kind of stuff. So I really try to appreciate that and use tennis to do that and it, it keeps it fresh it keeps it normal it's new faces you're not on the same court every single day yeah and if i play in the states literally if i play this week it's gonna be the same people if i play in canada next week it's gonna be the same people but if i go to south america it's gonna be a different crop of people different style it's pretty cool i enjoy it um i wanted to kind of hear your thoughts um you know Noah rubin's been doing a lot mm-hmm. um, regarding the sport in the future and everything and, and you've mm-hmm. seen the behind the racket mm-hmm. photos and the little passages mm-hmm. for each player. Um, what are your kind of thoughts on that? I think, first of all, I think it's a phenomenal idea by Noah to do that, and he has a big enough platform to to get it out there and get it off. And I think, I like I don't know the exact purpose of it, but I think... So he started doing it with like challenger level players, mm-hmm. and like he's not doing it with like Federer and Djokovic and Dahl and the people that you already know. He's doing it with people that are at this level and getting their stories out, which gets them more exposure, which might get them a better opportunity. Or like if they get to a Grand Slam, it might get them an endorsement, it might get them something else. So instead of 
tennis fans literally only knowing five names or something like that, like maybe someone will pick it up and read a story about Gabby Dabrowski, I think, was just on, like, the the most recent one, who's a Canadian doubles player, and, like, learn about, okay, like, this is where she came from, this is what she struggled with, this is how she got to this point in her life, and people will take interest if they go to a tournament, look at the schedule and see, oh, Gabby's playing, like, I want to cheer for her, I want to root for her, rather than just going to the, because it's still great tennis, no matter what level you're watching. But then you go and, and you see other people. So I think Noah's doing a phenomenal job with that. And, like, props to him, major props to him. I think it's a great idea. No, thanks for sharing your views on it. Yeah. Um, I'm going to let you go because you just literally got off the court around 15 minutes ago. No doubt. To your post-recovery setup. Um, I appreciate your time. Easily. And, and um, best of luck the rest of the summer. Thank you very much. There you have it, guys. Hope you appreciated that interview with Evan King. We will uh, upload this soon and stay tuned for the uh, next podcast coming soon. Thank you.